They told me for years there was no money in podcasting. Well, they were all wrong. This is an ambiguous podcast solutions original podcast. A podcast years in the making. Centered around You're listening to Talking with Tarasha with your host and founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Will Tarashuk. Join Will and his guests as they talk about anything and everything under the sun. Now, without further ado, let's do this. Yes, I know I have gray hair. Ladies and gentlemen, let the nonsense commence. My name is Will Tarashuk. I'm the founder of Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. This is the brand new show. Unambiguous Podcast Solutions brought to you by Cube Recording Studios. We are live in Cube Recording Studios in the beautiful Montclair, New Jersey. We're not technically live, but this is going to be a live show across all social channels, including Cube Recording, Cube, Cube Recording Studios. Easy thing to say, Christian. Cube Recording Studios. You can see the little logo down in the bottom right, as well as Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. The show is going to be simple. Myself, a guest, and there's no guest, the man behind the board, Christian. Uh, we're just going to ask you the questions. We're going to bullshit. We're going to have some fun. It's just pure, unknown, unnamed nonsense. I have no idea what questions are going to be asked. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. It's like who's lying. So, Christian, how are you, my friend? It's good to see you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Ready to get into some unknown, unnamed nonsense Some with some crazy, ridiculous icebreaker questions. Uh, first one up. What we got? First one up. Let's see. What... Is your worst sunburn story? My worst sunburn story? <laughs> this, yeah. is a good, this is a good one. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, spring break senior year, we went to Jamaica. And Jamaica was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, every single year, my buddies will send me Snapchat memories of just all my shenanigans uh, in Jamaica. And... I fell asleep in the chair on the beach uh, with with my cross on back, and I wore a cross. And you, yeah, you can see what's going. I'm gonna. I, I'm, if if I knew his question was coming, I would have sent you the picture. I'll put the picture on post. Is my chest is beet red, and then the outline of the chain, the cross, is just white across my chest, and it was like that for probably six months. Just just wearing the cross. When you're not wearing the cross. Yep. Jesus was en- always engraved. with me. <laughs> this man's religious. <laughs> I can't say that I've had a crazy sunburn story. I've been a little bit, a little bit. You know what? I do. I do. I do, actually. I was in Bermuda. And this is a combination story. So this was the worst haircut and the worst sunburn. Oh, God. Let's go. So my brother, I, I needed a haircut. I'm about 12, 13 years old, sixth or seventh grade, first time in Bermuda. Um, that's where his family's from. So he says, I said, I need a haircut. You know, a barber. My brother, he has really, really long hair, like Einstein, you know, huge. Doesn't need, he doesn't go to a barber, obviously. Um, so he says, you know, I don't really know one, but my aunt cuts hair. She has a salon. I'm like, okay, this is a little bit, you know, I don't really want to go to a salon to get a haircut. You know, it's not really like a, a, a woman's salon to get a haircut, but okay, I'm going to trust you on this. I mean, I'm, I'm 12, you know, he's my brother. He's like 13 years older than me. He's like 25, 26 years old. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go, she pushes my hairline so far back, but not only that, um, I'm cut up. I'm cut up bad. Like it's scabbing. Oh God. And then I get sunburned. Oh God. So it's a whole different color. <laughs> the scab is a different color. I'm walking around for the rest of my vacation just looking crazy. And is that is that why your hair is so short always? Because as long as I've known you, your hair has always been just that short. Your hair has always been that short. Uh, beard's always been the same. I don't know how you do the beard to always be the same. Because uh, my beard comes and goes. Uh, and if you saw me two weeks ago, my beard... Would have been super long, but uh, I was in Miami for work. <laughs> my 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 flight was on Sunday, and my boss texted me on Friday night. She's like, "Hey, you know this? So you know, like, just remember, text me again on Sunday. Uh, we're going to go to dinner. Just uh, trim your beard." <laughs> it's like it's like a little nonchalant. She's like, by the way, trim your beard. You're representing the company. You gotta look nice and clean. 
So I was like, all right, like, you know, I was, I was going to, I was going to get it cut at the end of April anyway, because I got a wedding to go to. So I just went, I went clean shaven, like a 12 year old. And then the, in the short hair, and when she saw me, she was like, what the fuck did you do to your face? I'm like, I, I can't, I feel like a different person when I, when I cut my beard, I, I feel lost. I do. But it's also a thing where I feel it's really weird how philosophical I get when it, when it, when it comes to my beard. I feel like it's an it's a new beginning, you it's, know. It's not just me, dude. It's also other people. Like, I, I'm just like, oh well, you know, my beard's getting a little bit long. I feel like it's weighing me down. Mm-hmm. I get I get too I get real philosophical with it. It's really weird. And then I cut it off, and then I'm like, damn, I cut my beard. <laughs> well, it's so it's it's time to put the camera back on me. So it's it's times when I'm sitting at, at home, I'm sitting at work, I'm sitting at the office, I'm sitting wherever, sitting shitting doesn't matter. And it's in the shower. I'm just, I'm going like this. I sit like this. And I'm always playing with the beard. I'm twirling it and twisting it into like pretzels. It's a stress toy. I'm like braiding it. It's a stress stress toy. toy. It's a great way of looking at it. It's a stress toy. It's like, okay, when it gets that long, it's time to shave it. But I'm really bad at trimming my beard. I'm I'm very bad at like lining it up, making sure it's even. So usually I'll do it. I hate it. I say, fuck it. And I start over. Um, But I wish my beard could be like this in a perpetual state of just like stubble and shadow. Cause this is this is going on. It'll be probably three weeks at the end of this, this week. This is three weeks. This is three weeks. Okay. And I wish. I see. So yeah. Look at this. Ah, oh, gorgeous. I just. Uh-huh, I just you've I, been working hard, I, man. I just. I just wish it could stay like this forever. But hey. I mean, God ain't perfect in neither of my beard. And the thing is, there's there's people that that just really want a beard so bad, and mm-hmm. it's like, if only you knew. You know. You constantly got to shave it because, like you said, if it was in a perpetual state of here it is, you wouldn't ever have to do anything to it. Mm. Definitely. No, for sure. Like, but when it gets too long, it's like the neck beard. I can't stand a neck beard. I remember in high school, I couldn't grow a beard. It was like only on the chin. And I was so stubborn. I was like, I'm going to grow it in eventually. But it was so light. It was so like just awful. I don't know why. So let me let me tell you this. I had a mustache in third grade. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> you, know, you know how old you are in third grade? Motherfucker, you're like eight years old in third grade, no, right? Yeah, yeah, I was nine, right? And it was a little bit more, because the joke was, obviously, when you get when you start growing your hair, it's like, oh, you got a little bit of dirt in your lip, right? Mm-hmm. But this was past a little bit of dirt. It was to the point where my classmates were asking me, why do you have a mustache? And I get it, like taken aback i'm like yo you think i why do you have a nose why do you have eyes (laughs) didn't ask for this but here's the funny thing so third grade mustache starts coming in nothing down here seventh grade beard starts coming in now you think um, oh he's well off he's gonna have a full beard he's gonna have a brett Favre kind of beard when he gets older all of high school beef chop (laughs) oh god and my friends used to call me that because it would just come on this l and then just stop midway. And I'd, I'd talk to my barber, like, what do I got to do? Is there, something, is there something out there I could do, you know, to get it to, get it to come in? But nah, beef chop, all of high school. It wasn't until college where it started connecting. So, so. What's, 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 your, what's your dream beard? Like, your, your, your go-to, like, his uh, mustaches. I wish mustaches were in style again. Like, if I see a dude with a mustache, I'm genuinely creeped out. Like, it's my dad, because, you know, he's 64, and he's had that same mustache since before I was born. So like he's grandfathered in because he's old and it's a turn of phrase. Yes, but like <laughs> he, if, he's if like I he, did straight mustache, I'd kill myself. Your your a friend of mine actually did that. He 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 had like the thick, like nineteen fifties stash, no beard, mm. no beard. Mm. It's disgusting. <laughs> but like it's so like if you if you if you're doing like a video game right, like you're doing a uh, Madden or NBA or anywhere you get a created NPC or create a character. What's the beard style you go for? Because I like to make my characters as ridiculous as possible. So sometimes I'll do straight mutton chops. Like, no no, no goatee, no soul patch, no mustache, just straight chops as long as puffed out as it can go. I wish I could do just... I've never gone, ridic- I've never gone the ridiculous route. I've always kept it, but that's hilarious. I, I should have. <laughs> I wish I had the courage to do just mutton chops. <laughs> Or, or like a goose. Pull up a picture of Goose Gossage. Uh, goose, Goose Gossage was a picture for the Yankees in like the uh, in the seventies or the eighties. 
Yeah, I want I want to see this Google shit full screen. Goose Gossage Google Images. He's got the big old mustache. This big, oh yeah, beefy. Yeah, I see. Let, let I, see, see I see. I see what you're saying. Let me see. Here. Yeah, there he is. Put that, <laughs> put that shit full screen. This let one right here. It. How's this one? Let's 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 do this one right here. Oh, let's zoom in a little bit. Yeah, put that shit. See, that's, yeah, oh my, look at those eyes. Oh yeah, you got the crazy eyes. You got the crazy eyes. Uh, he's got. See, that's him now, though. So that's that's the white. Uh, let's go back here. See if we could. Oh man, I think this is what you were looking for. Yeah, right there. Yeah, go to that and put that full screen so everybody can see it. And if you listen to just audio, sorry, man, go to YouTube. It'll be on the video. Uh, but the audio will be released. But this guy's mustache is just perfect. But if you saw it today, you'd want to call nine one one. Yeah, I, I my, the, my friend, he's a guy like he he. My friend's a funny guy. This guy's being dead serious. But uh, that's what he did. He did kind of just did the mustache, no beard, didn't do the chops. The, the, what, do you, what do you call these? Uh, no, th that's that's just a straight mustache. The mutton chops. It's like, that's a handlebar right the there. Handlebar, it's the handlebar mustache, but it goes down. like handle, Yeah, it's handlebar. It's like handlebars of a bike. So it's like, wee. Yep. Yeah, it's a handlebar mustache. I wish I wish I could do that. Like, my mustache doesn't come in enough, uh, but the beard is full enough. But I wish I could just do straight chops. Uh, my high school band teacher had just the soul patch. Under the lip, and it was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Mr. Buckley. Now, um, you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep. I was gonna say, I don't know. This is just an aside for us. Um, I'm not sure if that window went on. I think I, I just I had it on the left so. side. I don't think so. Yeah, it was in, it was in preview. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I like to just stick with this because I get confused here. Uh, you want to do that again? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll put it in post. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Uh, so next, no, no question. Next question. Time for a reset, motherfucker. Next question. Next question. Let's see what we let's see what we got here. Who is the greatest comedian of all time? I have an opinion on this. I'm I'm dying to hear yours. Oh God. Okay. Why did I did I put this on here? Yes. Yeah, I did yes. put this on here. Why did I put this on here? The greatest comedian of all time. Ooh. That's tough. My favorite comedian has to be George Carlin for multiple reasons. But if I'm going to say the greatest comedian of all time, I'm going to go with Lenny Bruce. Okay. Now, Lenny Bruce's, Lenny Bruce's uh, material is definitely outdated. It's a comedy. It doesn't usually age well. Not because it's just like inappropriate, because it's usually it's just... Lenny Bruce. Never never heard of this guy, so I'm... uh. Yeah, look, look him let's, up. Let's pull him up. You know, yeah, yeah, look, pull him up. So Lenny Bruce is famous for going to jail for his comedy. <laughs> so so yeah. we got Lenny Bruce up right here. There he is, Lenny Bruce. Look at him. Look at this. Look at this bastard. Uh, this guy was absolutely crazy. Um, so you're telling me if I could look up a mugshot right now? Try it, Lenny Bruce mugshot, because he would say the most ridiculous shit on. Oh, stage there he is. In like the '50s <laughs> or the '60s or like. The earliest days of comedy, and he went to jail for speaking live on stage. Like, Will Smith didn't even go to jail for smacking a comedian, right? This is like Will Smith smacking Chris Rock and Chris Rock going to jail for the joke, right? So right. Lenny Bruce took the bullet for all comedians we see today. Like, Lenny Bruce went to jail so Chris Rock could get smacked in the face. Yeah, I think a guy that's comp comparable to him would probably... Be Richard Pryor. Yeah, my number two is Richard Pryor. Um, similar reason, you know, he he was just so funny. His stuff still stands up. And if you ask any comedian who their favorite comedian is, it's probably Richard Pryor. Right. But Carlin, Carlin was weird. So what Carlin did, um, he was clean cut comedy. Like he did the colleges in his suits. Like, hey, so uh, airline food. What did the waitress say to the bartender? When did you shift up? Right? You know, that's not even funny. But like he would do like that that stupid comedy like that just because it was appropriate. And then he just went a complete 180. And then his most famous skit was the seven words you can't say on television. Um, and he just went completely dirty. And he pretty much died on stage. So the FCC was going after this guy. The FCC was going after Lenny Bruce. 100%. Mm -hmm. So he took the bullet so all of us of comedy could stand up. Um. So thank you, Lenny Bruce. I am no comedian by any stretch, but I actually did. I actually did stand-up comedy in college. Um, my sophomore year, I was looking for 
um, things to do on campus. I was looking for a new friend group and just for things to, you know, broaden my horizons, if you will. And I joined Ha Ha Hofstra. Um, I remember the first time I went up there, killed it. I was just like, oh, this comedy thing is easy. Like, I went up there. My bit was amazing. It was hilarious. Everyone was dying laughing. I left that room going, I am the coolest guy at Hofstra. Went there the next time, did a, did a bit, ate a giant bowl of shit. <laughs> Awful. And I was like, wow. Booed? This is comedy. Boo- what is booed? Did you get booed? I, no, I didn't get booed. I didn't get booed. But so part of, part of, um, the, the, the club was, you know, you do your skit, for, you, do your, you do your bit for like three, five minutes, and then they give you three critiques. One of the critiques was, um, don't say bitch. And I was just like, you motherfucker. I have three critiques, and that's what you give me? Don't say bitch? You gotta listen to George Carlin, you bitch. See, I, <laughs> I, I had the reverse situation, so. All right, what you got? Uh, me, artist, artist background, rapper, singer, producer. Uh, but at this point, I was really just trying to go all, go the distance with 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 rap and there was a uh a rap competition mm-hmm. where everybody would do their thing and there was i, I would go to a catholic vincentian university st john's university um not allowed to curse so i didn't curse i was following the rules people that come on me come on come on after me no regard and obviously they had more impact with the crowd because we're talking a whole, about a whole bunch of, you know, young adults, teenagers and F this, F that, B words and all this stuff, F F bombs. And the people are like, you know, the hosts are looking at them like, what are you doing? But the crowd is going nuts. So I'm like, damn, that's, you know, that might be the last time that I, you know, I learned my lesson that one. I followed the rules, but that's not what, uh, what, 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 what took the cake. But that's the thing about comedy. Like comedy, you're supposed to push the boundaries. You're supposed to do things you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to say things you're not supposed to say. Like, why is inappropriate comedy funny? Because it's you're not supposed to say it, and there's a hint of truth in it. Like, comedy is supposed to be offensive. That's almost what makes it funny. And that's that's why I love I love 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 Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle is, and Ch- he 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 literally cannot be canceled. No, it's impossible. This whole cancel culture, he can't be canceled. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chappelle is the best living, breathing comedian today. Um, if you asked me like six, seven years ago, I would have said Louis C.K., and that's only because Dave Chappelle wasn't doing comedy. Right. <laughs> and and Louis, he definitely pushed the envelope. Oh, he pushed a few envelopes. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely did. But remember, he asked permission first. He asked for permission. <laughs> you get that joke. If you get that joke, he asked permission first. Uh, but yeah, he, Louis, I still like Louis. Um, I would still see go see Louis live. You know, obviously what he did is disgusting. Uh, but he asked permission. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give him that. Louis, Louis is just a gross man who likes to touch himself. Uh, what I love is the, the, the comedians that uh, they, they find humor in it. You know, they do bits about Louis C.K. and, yeah. and what went down. Uh, I do have, I have a, I have a follow up question for you. This one is a good one. This is uh, more on the social, the social spectrum. Okay. And I have an opinion on this as well. Do you think Gen Z will want to go to college? That's a great question. You know, me and my girlfriend talked about this the other day. Um, I think Gen Z will. Most of them will want to go to college because college, whether you like it or not, you know, I have my opinions on college, whether you need to go to college. Like I was a journalism major personally. I don't think I needed to go to college to do what I'm doing now. Um, and, th- and that's that's how I feel as well. I mean, we're both in the entrepreneurial space, so naturally. Right. But Gen Z, but that being said, college is still the pathway to success, even with all the debt. But. I also think Gen Z will find ways to be successful without colleges. More than any other generation. Definitely. Like, uh, people like to shit on the influencer lifestyle and what it means to be an influencer. I was about to get into that. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. I got a buddy whose uh, fiance is an influencer, and he just gives me a lowdown of what she does every single day. And every time I see her, she's always hustling. It's 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 fucking work. Like it sucks. I don't want to do it at all. Like this is this to me is easy. This is fun talking to a microphone a few times a week. 
But all the extra stuff, like the social media stuff, the posting, the this, that, and the other, and the shaking your ass out if you're a female, or the or the puffing your chest out and being like at the gym if you're a dude. Like it's it's a tough lifestyle. And would I prefer that or college? I take college. I loved college. I would go back and do college all over again if I was 18 years old. Knowing what I know now, I would do it all over again because college was so much fun. What Gen Z doesn't want to admit, though, half of people go to college for partying and for school. People say go to college for school. No, 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 no. People go to college for education and for partying. Yeah. I mean, so my my take is that the the platform is out there. Mm-hmm. But because of the saturation, how overly saturated um, social media and the Internet has become, it's a real hustle and bustle. So I definitely get your point when it comes to it's like, well, you know, college, you go to class, you study, you do your homework, you get a grade. The hustle and bustle of being an influencer, you could be doing everything right and maybe something just doesn't click. Maybe you don't go viral. Um, so I, but I, but at the same time, I do think we are growing up in a time where everyone wants to be a celebrity, mm. even when it comes down to, um, just look at Instagram or look at Facebook, even for older people, you know, uh, people like my parents, their friends, their peers, it's still kind of the same thing. Highlight reels of the life, right? Everyone wants to be a celebrity. And now we're at a point where. Two-year-olds, three-year-olds are giving uh, given iPads, you know. And they're Googling boobies. And, and they're playing <laughs> games and they're Googling and they have Instagrams. Yeah. The parents are giving them Instagrams. Um, and I think we're growing up in a time where people are kind of, that's a big priority. I actually think that social media is going to go as far as going to become something digital that you could just look at somebody, like kind of like a driver's license, like, a, like credentials. You could look mm-hmm. at somebody on the street. And with like some Google eyeglass kind of thing, you could look at somebody, you get their whole breakdown. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask you this. Now, you did you have like career day in elementary school, middle school where it's like, when I grow up, I want to be this. And you do like a whole little presentation or like you dress up as something. Did you have something like that? I never had that. I never had that. That would have been interesting. Interesting. So I did. Uh, I guess Boston, I guess uh, South Shore Boston public school systems were just phenomenal at this. But like, you know, people chose doctors athletes i was an archaeologist because i like to dig shit you know i was third grade whatever um like i think my brother did an accountant because my dad was an accountant but you know back you know when i was a kid people chose things that they would actually grow up to be and i'm wondering like marine biologist for example now i'm wondering if you had that today you go to a fourth grade class and you ask them what do they want to be when they grow up what would they say now i don't have kids i don't have nephews or nieces i or think cousins. that's a it's a scary Maybe not scary, but a very um, revealing to kind of take the temperature of mm-hmm. where we are in the world. And we're also very globalized now. Yeah. Um, I personally think a lot, um, a lot more people than we expect would, would say they want to be an influencer or, and the thing is we, we, we can't just keep, you know, necessarily the, the influencer bashers. I think entrepreneurial. Because I think people are starting to realize that they don't want to go to college to work for someone else. Mm-hmm. I think more than ever, we are in the age of the entrepreneur. You can you could sell a, a resume writing course on Instagram and put an ad for it. Um, there's just so many ways to make money now, especially with the Internet. So I think a lot more people would go the entrepreneurial route. Well, capitalism, capitalism gets a really bad rap um, in this country, as in some certain aspects it definitely deserves. Right, but people, I think Gen Gen uh, Gen Z is seeing how the pathway to success isn't as paved in gold as it used to be. So they're gonna start seeing these opportunities, and opportunities are there because of a free market capitalist society. Like APS and Cubicorn Studios can exist, and we can try it, and we can fail because we still do live in a free capitalist society. Like in China or other countries, you know, jobs are assigned to you. Right. Right. Because based on what society needs. And in America, the market decides. And, and we, we got cryptocurrency. We got NFTs. Like, it's just, sky's the limit. I have faith in the younger generation because I think they'll figure it out. And they're seeing how the current system is set up to screw you. 
in many different ways. Like, I am bogged down with student debt. It sucks. It's not as bad as most people, but it still sucks. Um, and college, you know, how do you fix the college system? Well, if you how to fix the college system is to get the government out of it. So right now, government is guaranteeing student loans, which means college admissions is like, okay, we have free reign to up our prices because government's guaranteeing the bill. They're guaranteeing payment. The government always pays. Always. So they have free reign to make the prices as expensive as they want. If the government pulls that blanket out from all of them, people are going to have to get their money through private loans. And people can't get private loans because their credit score is low. They have so much credit card debt. If you're 18 years old, you can't get a private loan because you have no credit. You have no history of money. So you got to do a cosign with your parents, which is what happens now. But since the government's backing it, anyone can do it. But if you pull out from under them, prices are going to have to go down because no one will be able to afford colleges because no one can afford private loans. Now, is that going to happen? I highly doubt it. You know, free college was on um, – like on the ticket, I think for Build Back Better, possibly the bill that never got passed. But you know who lobbied against it? The colleges and universities. Have fun with that one. Have fun willing your brain with willingly willingly mind around that one. So I don't know. But will Gen Z go to college? I think a lot of them will. I, I mean, I think it comes down to the fact that someone has to. Someone has to. Someone but, has to. But also, like, you know, people are going to explore these options to be a YouTuber, to be an influencer, do their own thing. And maybe it's something that happens a little bit early on. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't pan out, then you go to college. But you got to know, most of those are going to fail. Of course. Most startups fail. Not everyone can make it. Not everyone gets eighth place trophies. You do, it's called an electric bill. <laughs> Have mm. fun paying it with a YouTube channel with 100 views on it. Right? So, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I have a lot of faith in Gen Z. I'm pulling for Gen Z. I don't know if I am Gen Z or millennial. I'm on that border, Christian. I believe you are also on that border. Um, I think we're I think we're both under. We're definitely under millennial. I'm pretty sure. Go I, I would say Google that. Look look up um the the age range for millennials because I think some of them like in their 40s and yeah. Make sure that's make sure that's full screen. Yep. I'm not looking at myself. Uh, let's see. Let's Google a uh, year range for millennials and Gen Z. I'm going to guess uh, oldest is going to be like 38 to probably 29. Maybe 40, 40 to 29. So here is what, yeah, what we got here. the interweb is saying. Uh, Gen Z's 1997. Okay. So so I'm 94. I'm 95. So like we'll be technically, we're, we're on the border millennials. Now, wh what's that source from? That's from. This is bears ford research but i don't know if bears Ford is credible <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know um, like, but also like who the fuck decides these things i mean see i was this close to going to wikipedia so i think this is a little bit more <laughs> hey man wikipedia is a fine source for most things um Let, let's see what uh let's see. Around, cause i i've seen i've seen millennials as like as 94 i think it was the last time i googled it was like 94 what we, what we got? What we got from Wikipedia? Zoom in on this, yeah, so we can see it. So we got early eighties. I agree. Early eighties. So, yeah, so early eighties to mid nineties. I consider. See, my brother is eighty one, and I consider both of us millennials. And it says born from nineteen ninety uh, nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Okay. Right. So I guess how would you define? A generation. So Google, Google. Um, There's a nice little chart here. It is a nice little chart. It's very cute. It's like the, the, the greatest generation was like our grandparents. Uh, yeah, that's great. So the, the silent, the, the silent generation. What the fuck is the silent generation? Oh, hold up, hold up. All right. All right hold up. All right. Pause, 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 pause. Like, the silent generation. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I I need some background on that. I also need some okay, so the lost generation. I like the lost I go back to this. The the lost generation. It's like, all right, dude, listen, the civil war happens and it's like shit was crazy here in America. I was gonna call these fuckers lost. Alright? They didn't know what was going on. The greatest generation I thought was a little later. So the greatest generation is 1901, 1927 according to Wikipedia. I would have considered the greatest generation to like I would, I say, I would honestly, I would switch to silent and a greatest generation. 
I would switch them. Because what really happened between 1901 and 1927? World War I? World War I. That's, World what, War that, I. That's, that's what they're talking about. That's so, exactly what they're talking about. Okay, so World War I is interesting, actually. Um, yeah, this is, this is tricky, man. I don't, I've never heard the silent generation. This kind, of, this kind of puts a monkey wrench into my own, uh, my own philosophy here. So I would say the greatest generation, the silent generation, is the most transitional generation in human history, for sure. Like, if you look at 1901 to 1940, well, let's go 1946, the beginning of Boomers, how much the world has changed. Think of warfare in 1901. They were borderline still lining up with drum sets to change other the bayonets. Face, right, bayonets. <laughs> to 1946, we dropped nuclear bombs. <laughs> yeah, you exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. And then 15 years later, we had TV. And then 30 years later, Man we had on the, the moon. internet. Right? <laughs> like, the technological Space explosion. Space race. Which is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I know there's a question in there for the hardest working generation. I want to shelf that for another day. Um, but yeah, okay. The generations is very interesting, like how they classify generations. So I've never, I've never heard and, of the and, and generation. I'm not sure which one of them is interchangeable. I think generational Generation Z is also known as the latchkey kids. The latchkey Have you heard of that? I have not heard that. So... That is basically the generation of kids. I don't know if you remember, but uh, and I, I definitely might have fell into that a little bit. But the generation of kids who had like kind of like a lanyard around their necklace with the key um, that extends. And then if you let go of it, it zips back up. It, mm. it, it zips back to the mm -hmm. where it came from. That's funny. I think that's oh, actually, it says also known as Generation X. Gen X. I have heard Gen X. So that's the kids that uh, I guess I don't fall into that. According to our our thing here, generational generation X is nineteen sixty five, nineteen eighty. Uh, was raised by working parents who left them alone after school. Mm. So they had keys mm -hmm. around their necks. Mm -hmm. My friend, my friend in fifth grade <laughs> had keys around his neck. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shout out to Ke Ke shout out to Kevin. That kid's amazing. So I did want to go to something a little bit. Uh, Next question. Let's go. We got a little bit lighter, and I think this is a good one. Put yourself up there. Let's go. So, what is the most embarrassing fashion trend that you used to rock? You used to rock. Oh God. Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't start wearing jeans until high school. How about that? You didn't wear shorts. No, no, no. Jeans. I, I only wore like basketball shorts or sweats. Like I just never, like I'm wearing jeans right now. You can see these bad boys. They're blue. Um, <laughs> I, I said these are jeans. I have, I hated jeans as a kid. Never wore jeans. Um, so the most embarrassing fashion statement is never wearing jeans. So I think mine's worse. Okay, what do you got? So mine would be the early 2000s hip-hop era. Oh, I'm boy. talking Sean John, Rockaware, like the sweatsuits. Right, pull these pictures up. Like, like, are we talking like, um, uh, we talking like, uh, what's his, uh, we're talking my clothes from back then in seventh grade could fit me now. God, uh, what, <laughs> MC Hammer? Are we talking like MC Hammer pants? Oh, no, no, no. That's not, th not that far back. Uh, let's see. Baggy, I'm gonna type in baggy clothes. Mid two thousands, early early two thousands. Early two thousands. Oh, this is this is gonna be great. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh man, I got I got latchkey generation. Like this is this is Dipset. I don't know if you know this hip hop. Group. We're looking at latchkey generation. Are we looking at latchkey? Yeah, switch it over. Okay. Again, if you're on audio, watch the video on YouTube. The clips are all there. Uh, bear with us. We'll be live uh, eventually when we're ready. Uh, all videos will be on YouTube. If you want to be a guest, guests are allowed on this podcast. Uh, you can be remote or you can be in person. If you're in the Montclair uh, area, we'd love to have you in studio. We can high five. We can do a whole bunch of things. Okay, look at these clothes. What, what, yeah, let's go. Let's go back to, back to the clothes. clothes. So this is—I don't know if you're familiar with this rap group over here. Uh, who is that? It's not G Unit. I said it before. You might not have heard the, me. The diplomats. The diplomats. I, I looked. I looked, at this, I looked at the screen. I cheated. Uh, okay. The dip. Yeah, you see that right down here. Yeah. Okay. Are so they—they the, they look like they're from Atlanta. No, this is New York. They're New okay. This is uh, a New York group. This is Harlem. Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> I can't see anyone in Harlem wearing that. Oh, no, early two thousands. Oh yeah. 
Maybe. Okay. Oh, then this this is and these this guy's rocking G Unit. Look how look like how absurdly large these clothes are. I'm not gonna lie, it looks very comfortable. Oh, it's the like the thing is I typed in baggy clothes and so many pictures of the diplomats are coming up. That's amazing. Or uh, if you look up uh, G G Unit. G Unit. Get your ass in the car. Come on. G Unit, early two thousands, baggy baggy shirts, white the the new era cap. Yep. The uh the headbands, <laughs> the 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 the, the basketball yeah, the, the sweatbands, the basketball jerseys. Yep. The chains. The I mean the chains that hasn't that hasn't changed much in hip hop. Yeah, they're still there. But uh, there was a whole era of just super baggy clothes, the the New York fitted caps, um, just absurdly huge. I mean. You can't, you can't run. <laughs> you can't do anything. You can't do anything. Also, did they wear belts? Yes, yes. Like they, loose, they were loose belts, though, right? No, nah, these belts, they, they were the 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 the, the life saving, <laughs> you know, with pants. This, I mean, I'm talking like you're you you might have a we might wear a 32, but you're you're wearing 38s. That sounds terrible. And that was, that was another thing. Part of the era was the fancy belts, mm. like these. It was it was horrible. You need, like, you need like a John Cena spinner belt, like in the WWE. But uh, yeah, that was definitely my embarrassing trend. Everybody was doing it at the time. Uh, early two thousands hip hop gear, uh, P Diddy, Sean John, Rockaware, and Nietzsche. All of these different hip hop brands that eventually phased out. But there was a whole ten years of people just wearing ridiculously large clothes. I also, I also, I never tied my shoes. Um, I hated tying. I still hate tying my shoes. I hate it. it drives me crazy. So what I would do instead is I would I would tie I think this is a Will Tarashik original honestly I would tie knots at the end of my shoelaces like under the plastic, and then I would loosen I would loosen the laces, so at the top, you would get just the knots at the top at the top hole, so my shoes are super loose. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but they they'd be tight at the bottom, but loose everywhere. Just else. let the, the 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 tongue is a little bit loose at the, the top. The tongue, the tongue's loose like all the way down, but it's like it's it's not it's like I, I could still run. Like it would be it would weigh me down a little bit, but I would just slip my feet in and out. See, I don't think that's something that's changed that much. That much. I mean as an adult obviously you're not gonna wear your shoes like that. But. I would. <laughs> I mean the shoes I got now I can't but like I even do with my boots. Like see look at my boots. Oh yeah. Yeah oh that's 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 the screen. Hey where are we going? Where are we going here? Where are we going here? I leave it on my face. Yeah, so see? This is like la 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 thick a tongue. I, yep. don't, I don't tie these fuckers. I'm as, I know, honestly, yeah. There's the knot. <laughs> there it is. There's the slip-ons, man. There's the slip-on. There's slip-ons. And it works, it works with the construction boots, steel toe and everything. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Utility and comfort. Dude, com I'm all about the comfort. I'm all about the comfort. I don't, I don't know about you, so like, one of the most luxurious, comfortable things that I have found recently in my life that I can't wait to get more of is bathrobes. 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 Do you have a nice, good bathrobe? Ah, I do. It's not, it's not fancy, but it's like this nice velvety, velvety cocoon material. Mm. It's very nice, but mm. it's not like I'm rocking a, a a Louis Vuitton robe or anything like that. It doesn't, doesn't need to be Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it just needs to be Turkish cotton. Yeah, it's uh, it's just com heavy, it's just comfortable. Heavy, thick Turkish cotton. You get out of the shower, you dry off. Your hair is a little wet. You just get in that robe with like a like a wife beater and a pair of shorts on and you just lay on the couch and just like watch the Sopranos and like Tony Soprano's like, like I got that robe that's the robe I'm wearing it's a different color but I got it so so that actually this this is not something that we even thought of but a question t-shirt the name t-shirt or wife beater we still call them wife beaters from time to time and it's I it's I, bad it, it is bad it's bad I mean it's not a t-shirt it's a tank top tank top tank, tank top, top wife beater but if if you say like if you if you like go to Amazon and type in like wife beater tank top like it's oh, this type in wife beater <laughs> it'll come up it still comes up it still comes up it's universally known as these are wife beaters. It's a clothing. I mean, it's, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it from a Zara or an H and M with that name. But if you go, if you go on Amazon or eBay, honestly, you might, <laughs> you might, <laughs> you might. <laughs> I, I wear wife beaters too. Like, uh, do I have one on underneath? No, I don't actually. Fuck, I didn't put one on. I think that's something I started to wear less. I think as I got older, I made a transition to just regular t-shirts. 
I actually, growing up, I never wore an undershirt. And then, like, um, I would wear, like, Hanes, like, with the little sleeves, just the short sleeves. Right. Um, and then I think in college, I moved over to beaters. Sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll simplify it and just call them beaters, and everyone knows what I mean. Uh, um, <laughs> he's like, wife, no, I don't call them white beaters. Well, I don't just call, call, them, just call them beaters. beaters. Just, just call them beaters. beaters. Beat whoever you want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm an equal opportunist beater. Um, but everyone, like, I think they're super comfortable. They're so comfortable. And they just absorb all my body sweat and odor and stank. That Tarashuk stank. Family name. Yeah, the family name. It lends in the family. So this is a fun one. We're a stinky family. Are there, and I already know where I'm leaning on this one. I know where I'm leaning on this one, too. Do you know what, do you know what I'm about do. to ask? You're asking the doors or wheels, aren't you? Wheels or doors. Motherfucker. Um, that's a good question. Are there more wheels? I hope you're bolding these so we don't ask them again next time. Um, more wheels or doors. So go to your Google machine and type in the definition of door. We got, if we're going to say with the more wheels or doors, we got to be on the same playing field. How do you define a door? Just type in door. Door definition. It's probably going to say something about an entryway. And then, and then pull it up. Pull it up full screen. All right. So. So, like, obviously, you all know what doors are. But we got to be on the same playing field here. What we got? What does it say? A, a hinged, hinged sliding or revolving barrier at an entrance to a building room or vehicle in the framework of a cupboard. Okay, so that's what we're going for. So it, it needs to be part of a building. Uh, so no oven doors. No oven doors. No fridge doors. No fridge doors. Okay. No cupboard doors. It needs to be a barrier. Or, no, it says or in the framework of a cupboard. It can be a cupboard. Okay, it can be a cupboard door. So it, it could be a fridge door too. As I guess a fridge is a cupboard. It's a it's a refrigerated cupboard. I that's guess that. an oven. I guess I guess an oven is also. I'm a gonna cupboard. start. Yo, can you, you you get me some juice out the cupboard? Yeah, right. <laughs> get me some juice out that that that, that frozen cupboard. <laughs> that um, metallic cupboard. Right. So oven door. It's called an oven door. So I guess that counts. It has to. It ha It's an oven door. All right. So that's definition of a door. So I guess what. And but the thing is that you have to say the same thing about car doors. Of course. So how about this? How about like a, a revolve? So uh, you have a revolving door, right? So like I think that's the least door that there is. It but. is. It is. A, it is the least door it is. But is it one door or is each pane of glass also a door? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I still don't think it's beating wheels. I don't know, dude. I mean, here's. I mean, you got wheels. We want to look up. We want to look up yeah, wheels. Definition of a wheel. So that's our door definition we're going by. Now you know wheel. What? You know what? Let's 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 do a different tab. So we could we're gonna flip back. Wheel. I'll let you read this off. A circular object that revolves on an axle and is fixed below a vehicle or other object to enable it to move easily of over the ground. Okay, so it has to be over the ground. That's key. So, the, but couldn't you technically take anything and put it on the ground and roll it? You can, but because this is a pretty loose definition here. It says vehicle or mm, object mm. or other object. Okay, so if you can, so like, so like for example, right? If you got like a like a mill that like tends water, it's a giant wheel that spins over the water. So would that be considered a wick? Is that a wheel? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. So what would you call it then? What would you call? So it? I would say maybe maybe not because part of the ground. It's kind of like a fan. <laughs> I, I guess, but it it's it it tends the water. It's it's a circle. It spins and it moves, and it makes it pushes other things along. It pushes the water along. What well, what do we call that? I would call it a wheel. Like say you have a watch, right? And inside the watch is the little gears. Are those gears also known as wheels? Like, are, are there wheels inside of a watch? I think that's a stretch. You think, I think that's a stretch. You think that's a stretch? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that. I, I think, think that's a stretch. So okay, so I mean, especially with the ground definition that we so, have okay, so, here. So we're gonna we're gonna stick to the ground. Yeah. Over the ground. So again, if, if you if you put a watch on the ground, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> it's nothing's gonna. At happen. least you would hope, right? <laughs> I mean, but you can you can stretch it to like you know those little finger skateboards. 
Yeah. Those could those could roll on the ground. And those, okay, so that that counts. Like Hot Wheels, right? Hot Wheels. Oh those, yeah, all remote those. control cars. You got to throw those in. So like RC cars, but if the doors don't open. Does it count as a door? Mm. Go back to our definition of a door. Mm. Does a definition of a door have anything to do with walking through it? A, a hinged, sliding, or revolving barrier, so it doesn't slide or revolve. It's a stationary at the entrance to a building, room, or vehicle. Hmm. So if you can't open it, now lock doesn't count because it can't open. But if the door doesn't open to like a Hot Wheel, is it still a door? Now with this definition, it's I don't think it's fair that it's excluding car doors because you know it's no, a, it's not. Well, it's saying room or oh, vehicle. room or vehicle, vehicle. Well, it's a remote control vehicle. But there's a door, the door doesn't open though. Uh, on some of my model cars, they do. Okay, so those would count. The those ones that count. don't, those the ones that count. don't, don't count. Yeah. Okay. So, if, so you got to go like, New York, say, let's take New York City. Also, what are our parameters for uh, categorization here? Is it, is it the whole world? Are we going New York City? Are we going United States? What are we doing here? I'm saying world. World? The whole world? I mean, because like, here's the other thing. Wheels on the ground. In your house... Your floor is the ground. Mm-hmm. Is is the floor the ground? The floor is the ground. Yes. So that means refrigerator wheels. There's fridges on wheels. There's fridges on wheels. I guess there's chairs on wheels. Yeah. this chair has wheels. I'm sitting in it. Yep. The the chair you're on. I'm not. You know. You know. I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to lift up the chair to show the wheels, but people know that the chair's on wheels. You can. You can take my word for it. There <laughs> are take... wheels in this chair. <laughs> um, this is a good question. I saw floating on the internet a few weeks ago. And uh, me and my friend Hefe had this question in our podcast that's actually airing this Wednesday. So I would check that out to talk with Tarashuk. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with wheels. I think there's more wheels. I'm gonna go with wheels too. I mean, I I was hoping that we could find a way to make doors win. I mean, doors are tough because for every car, there's four wheels, and it might be at at least two doors. Two to four doors, but there's always four wheels. It, but then you got so you take you got a skyscraper in New York City, right? Like in the in an office, you have all those doors, so many. That's a, doors. Lot, of, that's a lot of doors, not a lot of wheels. But there could be chairs with wheels on them. It's a lot of chairs with wheels. But then you got to go to like foreign countries, right, where they don't necessarily have cars as a main main mode of transport, but they do have bikes. I think we should ask Google: Are there more doors? Or are there more wheels? Let's see what Google says. I'm gonna go with. I'm still gonna go with wheels. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with wheels. Anyone out there on the internet, let us know what you think and why, and uh, debate us. Prove us wrong. I dare you. So this is what we got. There are more wheels than doors in the world, and here's why. All right, click that link. What we got here? We've identified. Was this get Jerry? Jerry can't be wrong, dude. His name's Jerry, and it's spelled right. It can't be wrong. Well over a possible 37 billion wheels in the world. Way more than the number of doors. Mm. But. At the same time, we have wires. There are more doors than wheels. In order for there to be more wheels than doors, there would need to be more vehicles than buildings. Fact, uh, factoring in bicycles, rickshaws, and other two, three-wheeled vehicles, the average number of wheels per vehicle sh- shrinks substantially below the number of doors per building. Hmm. I don't believe it. I mean, you can't. But the other thing, okay. They're, they're, they're limiting it to these things. They're only taking account vehicles and doors. Hey, what about people in wheelchairs? That's right. Right? All those handicapped people, they have two wheels. Skateboards. Skateboards. Yeah. There's no, there's no doors on a skateboard. Unless you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm still, I'm going with wheels. I'm going to go with wheels, too. I'm going with wheels. Um, this is a, this is, we, we we could breeze past this one pretty quickly. What you got? Is Queens and Brooklyn part of Long Island? And I've lived in New York, so I have an opinion on this. And and it's kind of it's two sided. <laughs> no, it's not. It's of course it's part of Long Island. Of course it's of, well. You know, oh, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Give me a definition of island. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It is. It is. It is a piece of land surrounded by water on all sides. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Christian. 
I'm not a ge- I'm not a geologist here, but Queens and New York, uh, Queens and Brooklyn are attached to Nassau County, which is part of Long Island. All right, but w- you have to be clear on what you're defining as a part of. I mean, it's connected because to- man has drawn lines on a map. Uh huh. I mean, that's that's like saying that New Jersey and New York and the rest of the union are all one state. You know, there are lines that well, are drawn if, if on you, the if map. You, if you really want to break it down, Christian, all of North America is one giant island. It, exactly. Because because of the Panama Canal. So I'm saying even if, if, if you're, you're going to go that, off the definition of just like because it's surrounded by water. Yeah, it is. But like, but at the no, same time, there's there's lines drawn on the map. New Jersey and New York are not one and the same yeah, because they're attached still to each other. Part of the same island. That's like saying, okay, Nebraska is in part of the United States because of different lines. No, it's still part of the same line. It's still part of the same landmass. Like Cape Cod is an island. It's not a peninsula. It's an island. You cross a bridge to fucking get there. All right, it's an island. Right? No, I hear you on this. There's, I hear. There's, there's, there's no there's no river. There's no river <laughs> between Nassau County. It's no like there's no river between like uh Jamaica Queens and whatever's next to like Hyde Park, right? New Hyde Park. It's connected to the island. Long Island is staying why you don't want to be associated with Long Island. Long Island sucks, all right? I get it. But you're still part of New York City, all right? You're still part of the city. But that part of the city is part of Long Island. Agreed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It is. All right? Like if we're going textbook definition of an island, I mean, it's just like they are—they are separate together. They're separate together. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They're part of Long Island. I mean, it can be both, but they're not—they're not—they're not. Pardon, pardon the bad phrase here. Separate but equal. That, I was gonna—I right? was thinking that. I was thinking they're, that. They're it's not a... separate but equal. All right, they're just equal. They're just equal. It's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's New York City and a part of Long Island. But there are there are things that people do like. As a person who's lived in lived in New York City. Mm-hmm. Living yep. in Queens. And knowing native that it's important, uh-huh. it's important to, to note that the natives also say that say this as well. They say. I'm going to the city. You're already in the city. Mm-hmm. You're in Queens. You're part of New York yeah. City. But people say that they're in the city. So my argument is, although it's it's a loose one, it's it's hanging on by. A I, I I see you going here, Christian. But uh, you're not going to be in Brooklyn and say I'm in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> no, but fortunately, cultural differences have nothing to do with the definition of what an island is. Like just because you don't want it to be part of Long Island doesn't make it part. You can't identify. As not being an island. Right, that's not how it works. We're in the age of identification. Right? I mean, you, you, can, you can identify as man, woman, or anything I am in between. A, I am a Brooklynite. But you can't identify <laughs> as not an island. <laughs> you, sir, are on an island. This fits, it fits in the definition of island. This is, that's a fun one. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah, if you, if you really want to blow someone's mind, be like, hey, is Kansas an island? Kansas. Kansas. Is Kansas an island? Now, that's the difference because Kansas itself is not an island, but Kansas is on an island. Educate the people. So, North America, all of the United States, if you would include Canada, all of South uh, Mexico, all those other countries, I don't remember. Um, it's, div- it's split by the Panama Canal. And yes, that's man-made. So fine, we can, we can scratch that for all consideration. Also, the Cape Cod Canal is also man-made. So, um, for sake of argument, it's surrounded by water north on Canada. It's surrounded by water along the East Coast and the West Coast. It's surrounded by water along the Mexican coast. It's surrounded by water against all those other countries. And it's surrounded by water underneath Panama. So you take all of North America. It's one giant motherfucking island. (laughs) Like all seven continents. Actually, Europe isn't because Europe's connected to Asia. But Europe and Asia is all one giant island. Australia, giant island. Uh, like India, part of a giant island. All the co- Antarctica is a giant island. We kind of gotten to a point where we just we just make up shit. Yeah, of course, of course. I New Jersey. Guess what, Christian? <laughs> we live on an island. 
Definitely do. It's going to take you a long time to get to the other side. Yeah. Well, not, well not on our side, but to get to the other side. New Jersey itself is not an island, but New Jersey is on an island. Next question. <laughs> Most. Let's see. It's going to be a good one. Most overrated film director. Oh, I love this question. And I don't, I don't know if I have an opinion on this one. Are, are, you, are, you, not, are you not a movie buff? No, I am. But I tend to watch good movies. Okay, so maybe maybe you like my answer, maybe you don't like my answer. Uh, the most overrated film director of all time is George Lucas. See, I can't give an opinion on that. I'm not a Star Wars guy. You're not a Star Wars guy? Okay, so for the sake of... Oh, so we'll, we'll shelf this one for when I actually have someone in here who knows movies and Star Wars and shit. But uh, George Lucas... Let's say, give us, give, us, give, give, give us some insight as to why you think that. So George Lucas, obviously the creator of Star Wars, which is really his He-Man fan fiction, if you can believe that. Um, but his best movie is A New Hope, easily, hands down. Um, but he had a lot of help. He had Sir Alec Guinness, who played Obi-Wan, uh, helping him on set. And he's knighted, so you know he's important. Um, pretty much helping him along with suggestions and tips on how to make the movie and how to make it good. And luckily, George listened. Um, but if you look at the Star Wars prequels, they're ass for the most part. They're just bad. People don't like them. They're just not good movies. And if you look at the like, prequels, the prequels, one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you look at um, Indiana Jones, right, he, he co-directed or co-produced, whatever you want to say, with Steven Spielberg, who happens to be one of the greatest directors of all time. So any good movie he's a part of, he has significant help. And when he's on his own, like uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Return of the Jedi, which I do like Return of the Jedi. When he's on his own, he struggles heavily. And his movies are very forgettable. So he is just like known as one of the best directors of all time who can't stand on his own two feet. Unlike guys like Spielberg. Unlike Spielberg. Tar Tarantino. Tarantino. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, uh, pa Paul Thomas Anderson. You know, um, uh, Hitchcock. Yep. Um... Uh, his name's escaping me. He made uh, Stanley Kubrick, who's my favorite director. Right, right. I was actually just speaking to somebody about Stanley Kubrick. Like those, those artiste people, like they, like even Christopher Nolan, right? Great director. Even Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay's movies suck, but you know what you're going to get. Yep. So people who like Michael Bay movies, I get it. They're fun popcorn flicks and sometimes makes really good movies. Like Transformers, you can say what you want about them. They're fun movies. They're popcorn flicks. They serve a purpose. George Lucas... He gets way too much credit he doesn't deserve. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. He, he he's he's not standing on his own two feet. Yeah. Um, are we are we public figures? Oh, okay. We'll make this we'll make this the last one. We end on a hot take. So, um, how do I come up with this one? Have you been following this like Taylor Lorenz story? No. So Taylor Lorenz is a journalist for the Washington Post. Um, a millennial, what have you, if you want to think that you think that's important, who had a story a few weeks ago on like CNBC or NBC or whoever um, about how, as a journalist, you get harassed and doxxed like all the time. Um, and what doxxed mean is, you know, you share public information. It is illegal. Doxing is not legal under the First Amendment. It's not protected speech. So like she's been harassed online by people, uh, which obviously is bad, but you know, you're a public figure. You're a journalist. That's part of the job, in my opinion. Now, I don't like that you're being harassed. I'm sorry you're being harassed, but complaining about it and, like, saying, oh, woe is me, is just like, well, what do you expect? Like, you're getting death threats. Any good journalist gets death threats. Um, so recently, last week, she put out a piece um, exposing, her words, not mine, libs of TikTok. And what libs of TikTok is is a Twitter account um, that trolls the left. So it put out like... Trolls liberals. Trolls liberals. So like teachers with green hair talking about gender theory. This saying, this is the most absurd, ridiculous, goofiest stuff you can think of that liberals say on TikTok. They repost, essentially. Now, in Taylor Lorenz's eyes, she views them as spreading misinformation um, and uh, causing a harm to democracy. Whatever you want to say, like whatever she says, that's what she says. So she released this person's real name, exposing who they are, their actual identity. Now, the person who is complaining about online harassment and doxing. This violates journalistic ethics. 
just, well, does it? That's the question. So just expose someone and then subjected this person to online harassment. So what the fuck? So that begs the question. Okay. If you were tweeting something, are you a public figure? Now, Christian, go to Google and type in public figure for me. I don't know, I don't know if my definition is going to contradict this definition, but I have it very simply. If you are on Twitter, if you are on Instagram, if you are on YouTube, if you are on Facebook, and you make a post, and your post setting says public, you're a public figure. <laughs> Let's see what uh let's see what Google has. Uh, to say. Yeah, cut to it. What we got here? A public figure is a person such as a politician, celebrity, social media personality, or business leader who has a certain social position with a certain scope and significant influence, and is so often widely of concern to the public, can benefit enormously from society, and is clearly related to public, uh, public interest. I'm gonna say it's public interest. So that's Wikipedia's definition. And and that it does insert the fact that you do have to have a certain scope of influence. I mean, see, that's subjective. So for this person, lived with TikTok, you know, they have hundreds of thousands of followers. So are they a public figure? Yes. A thousand percent, they are public figures. Yes. Am I a public figure? Right now, maybe I am going to be a public figure. Christian, same with you. You are going to be a public figure. This podcast is going to go public, making you a figure of the public. Because the settings we post to is called public. It's public. It's for everybody. Now, like if, if Facebook wants to change their rules, because like Facebook likes to say, we're a private company, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, but all of your posts are made public. Meaning public. Meaning everybody. Meaning, put a camera back on me because I'm going on a rant here. I mean, <laughs> meaning, meaning everybody can see it. Meaning it's the public square. Social media is a public square. It's a public utility. Why? Because your settings are public. Now, if I have a private Instagram account, my setting is too private, that's different. I am now a private citizen. If my tweets are private, that's different. I am a private citizen. But I don't know why this is so hard for people to grasp. If you post something to be the status of public, you are a public figure and you are subjected to the critiques and the violations of what it means to be a public figure. And if you cannot handle what it means to be a public figure, which means, hey, you might get death threats, but guess what? It's on the internet. If you get death threats in the mail and someone knocks on your house, you should probably be a little more concerned. But if I get a death threat in my Instagram DMs, I'm just going to block them. That's right. it. I definitely agree. If you have a certain amount of followers, you have, you have, you have 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 100,000 followers. 100 followers. You have, you have a scope of influence. Yes. You are influencing the people who follow you. Even if it's just your friends, family, and your mother. It's and all social programming. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, you're definitely a public figure. Now, back to Taylor Lorenz, you know, she exposed this libs of TikTok for their real person. So did she dox? In my opinion, no. She didn't dox. Dox. Doc, doxing is like um, if, if I gave your personal phone number and put it on Instagram in public. It's like, hey, Texas person needs a fucking asshole. Text much of an asshole he is. But she just revealed who he was. Yeah, she he she revealed her identity. So apparently he lives with TikTok as a woman. Okay. Um now, she's a public figure. So what she did isn't technically illegal, at least in my opinion, but is it unethical? Maybe. Because her Taylor Renz is saying, you know, the public has a right to know who this person is as a public figure, as someone who um, is spreading misinformation. Now, I go, why? Why does the public need to know who this real person is? What does this person's true identity actually add to the story? Right. It, it, it serves no purpose but to generate animosity towards a specific person. Exactly. The only purpose it serves is for people to go and harass that person. So that said, I, I'd say she she probably did uh, cross an ethical line. She definitely crossed ethical lines. I mm -hmm. agree. Because that person was posting with the desire to be anonymous. However, if you're posting to public, just because you want to be anonymous does not mean you get to be anonymous. That's just not how it works. So yeah, me and you, man, 
we're definitely public figures. And anyone who gets to be a guest on this podcast, guess what? You're also a public figure, at least for the, the uh, what it means to be a guest on this podcast. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you reach out to me at Will Tarashuk, Taysen Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. My Instagram is at Will Tarashuk. Or you can email me, will, at APSpodcast.com. It's A-P-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Um, we will figure out how to get you on the show. If you're in Montclair, New Jersey, we can bring you to the studio. Um, Christian saw it's not going to be doxing if we put your address out there because it's, you know, it's a, it's, you can Google it. Um, but if you are in studio, we will have you sit right here next to me or just the cameras. We'll talk. We'll shoot the shit. Um, you won't know the questions. I don't know the questions. You can add your own questions. Um, if you're out there listening and you want us to, you want to ask your own questions, email me, will at APSpodcast.com. Post it under our socials. I'll see it. I'll put it in our working doc. Uh, if you are a guest on the podcast, I'll give you access to the doc, and you can be a guest um, and ask your own questions. If you are remote, so let's say you're in, I don't know, Nashville, Tennessee, and you want to remote in, guess what? We can just do it over Zoom. Um, you will see me. You will see Christian, and I will. we will put your video over this TV screen right here. Well, you'll probably cover the full TV, not just you know the borders here, but we'll put your face next to my face, and we'll cut to Christian, and it'll be a lot of fun. This has been the unknown unnamed nonsense podcast and Christian any final words for the people we're looking forward to have a lot have a lot more of you guys onto the show a lot of funny questions thought provoking questions icebreakers we're just talking about life here unknown unnamed nonsense no holds barred discussion here on this podcast unless that's inappropriate you know we reserve the right to not ask any questions you think we want to ask if anything's super offensive or I think it might get us canceled. We're not going to ask it. Sorry. Ask someone else. But that being said, anything fun will be fun. We'll do it. Uh, nonsense is ended for now. We'll be back next time. <laughs> Plenty more nonsense in sight. We'll see you there. You all take care. <laughs>